Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Thanks to Rothy's for supporting Made For This. Rothy's comfortable, washable, and sustainable shoes and bags make getting dressed easy. Check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash madeforthis. Well, guys, this is going to be an awesome season, and here's why. It's going to be a short one. It's going to be a tight one before we hit summer, and what you're going to hear is us processing something that all of you need to hear, which is how do we make decisions? And guys, the rare and very popular thing that you all always wish for has happened. Zach Allen is going to tune in with us for four weeks. He's going to do four episodes with us. And I can't wait because he he doesn't love the microphone and he doesn't love getting on video with us. So when we get him, it's a big deal. But he is the most popular seasons. He and Kate Allen are top of the list of, of what you guys want to hear and listen to. And I can't talk about making decisions without Zach being a part because we make decisions together. If you don't know, I have said this again and again. I am one of those women that is so blessed to be under a godly man who loves me like Christ loves the church and he is easy to submit to. It isn't usually hard, although there have been times that it is. It usually isn't hard for me to submit to him. But what that looks like in the day to day is not me cowering in the corner and him telling me what I'm going to do. No, it is. We are a team and we are figuring out things together. But if and, and this is a very rare if it comes to a decision that we do not agree on. What that means is that he has the ultimate final say. And I know I never like that. That never comes down well. But to do with our family and to do with our personal lives and even to do with what I take on and what I do in the world, he does speak into all of that. And so I think y'all will love this, whether you're married or not. This is not going to be a series about marriage. This is going to be a series about how we make decisions. Um, We're going to talk about kids, how we make decisions with kids, how we make decisions about our time and how we spend our time how we make decisions about money and how we make decisions about marriage together. Like what does that look like in our marriage? So we will have one episode about that, but a lot of these episodes are just going to be what does it look like to do life together and to make decisions together. And this should apply to your life whether or not you're married because all of us should not be making decisions alone. We all need a team of people that are helping us make those decisions. So next week we're going to talk about how we make decisions with our time. How do we decide what to take on, what to do, what to not do? How to how do we make decisions about our year as we look at the opportunities we have? So we're going to talk about those type of decisions next week. But this week, I thought it'd be fun before we start, since we're doing a whole little mini series together, I thought it'd be fun for you to hear from Zach and to hear more about our family and maybe the, the things that you want to ask because you're curious, but they don't really have to do with the Bible or what the issue we're talking about. So I thought we just lift up above all of it and talk a little bit about who we are and what we do. So if we're just meeting, my name is Jenny Allen and I lead an organization called If Gathering. We have four kids. We'll talk about them in a minute. And I'm a writer 
and I write books and Bible studies. That is largely what my my calling is. And above all of that is just to make disciples who make disciples with my life. And so that's who I am and that's what I do day in and day out. So everybody largely knows that that's listening, Zach Allen. But the number one question we get about you is, what does Zach Allen do? So we're going to answer that today and talk a little bit about our family and our culture too. So Zach Allen, welcome. Well, hi. (laughs) We're hanging out together. It's nice to not be interviewing via Zoom in these crazy times. All right. So first of all, let's just start with the big question, which is, Hmm. what do you do? Hmm. Well, the the easier probably answer, what do you do, is maybe the question is how are you made? Mm. Because it really, uh, I've found that kind of function and my place on a team has been more consistent than what industry am I in? Or am I serving as a pastor? Am I in the nonprofit space or am I in the for-profit space? And so- he's done it all, y'all. So I'm a coach at heart. My dad's a high school football coach. That was what I was groomed to do. So I bleed team. Uh, I love being the quarterback with the ball in my hands, but I find my greatest joy getting the ball in other people's hands and seeing them use their gifts and skills uh, for the kingdom. And then I can run down and celebrate with them and give them a high five. And so that's how God's made me. Where I have found myself, uh, I think this has actually been really helpful to give people a language when I describe how God has made me. I'm a generalist, not a specialist. Initially, that was disheartening because I thought that I wanted in my 20s to find the one profession that was my destiny, that was my ultimate fulfillment of why God put me on the planet. And what I kept finding after a heartbreak uh, at the same time of still just being obedient to what God put in front of me is I'm a generalist. I can do a lot of different things. I'm never going to be the best at one thing but I can span and and what a generalist finds themselves a lot of times being very beneficial to the start of an organization because there are needs everywhere and you have to wear multiple hats. And so uh, today, let's just say 25 years into my professional career, I tell people I'm a serial starter. What do you do, Zach? Well, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a serial starter. I find my best contribution of leading teams, building strategy, launching nonprofits, for-profits, being a part of a church plant. And the first three to five years are my greatest value. Uh, And so that's where I've gotten comfortable with how God has made me. I've not felt flighty or that I can't commit to something. I just find that my best contribution is on the front side of an organization of a business launching. Yeah. And so those businesses go on to be led by other people and sometimes they go away, but lots of times they succeed and exist. And that started with, for us, a church plant. That was what we did in Austin for 12 years, guys. We were a part of a local church. He was the pastor and we started that church together. So it's a good thing. We're both entrepreneurs, but let's go back and just talk about the different things that you've been a part of. So we start that church. That church goes on and merges. If you know anything about churches in Austin, Austin Stone, it is a campus of Austin Stone now. A lot of the people that we started that church with are there in those seats as we were until we moved. And so you started the church and then talk about other things you've been a part of. Well, I didn't know what was next. We merged the church and uh, I stepped out of my role after our congregation was really transitioned and under the care of the Austin Stone leadership. And I just, I transitioned into 
business into private equity and venture capital, which <laughs> is not normal for a pastor. But my best friend from uh, summer camp days said, hey, Zach, we've been dreaming about doing something together for 20 years. Let's go build businesses for the glory of God. And you stay in Austin to the community God has called you to. So that was my foray into business. And it was great. It was great. I have taken on a role with a company called Verdant Frontiers that was starting companies. It was a holding company starting uh, different companies in Ethiopia. So we started a beef cattle feedlot. We had the largest uh, beef production in Ethiopia and we're exporting beef uh, across the Red Sea into Saudi Arabia and the in the United Arab Emirates and but giving our, jobs and it yeah, was a, it was yeah. a very missional business. It was yeah. basically it's like where are jobs in Jesus needed? And that's where we wanted to go start companies. So that was where I, for the first time, saw high capacity business leaders using their gifts in really, really strategic places. I remember the first time that that somebody told you and I was sitting there, you are a serial entrepreneur. And I got scared because it did sound flighty. It sounded <laughs> like the college kid that couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. But this really is who you are. And you I've seen you do it now so well. I mean, people come to you now from all over asking you to speak into their companies and their businesses. I mean, think Shark Tank, guys. Think of the guys that are sitting in the chairs, though. Like, that's who my husband is, is he ends up finding the investment money, helping the people dream, helping them narrow their vision and build it. Maybe Sands Bank account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite uh, the billionaire that, that <laughs> Mark, Cuban. Mark Cuban is. You go find the money from other people. Um, but but it's, it's fun because... You know, and I think hopefully what this episode will do is just give you a glimpse into our life because a lot of you have been listening for years and you don't know our family. So this is hopefully a little picture of that. But also to to maybe think out of the box about what God could do with you, because mm. you would have never said when you were majoring in biology, you know, as a as a high school student that, you know, or college student that wanted to be a head football coach, you never would have thought, man, I'm going to be a serial entrepreneur. Like that wasn't a category for you. What that's looked like even recently. I mean, there's there's more. There's lots of more <laughs> companies. So, oh, can we talk about Sport Ice? I mean, we can. Okay. So, like, yeah, give them a pick. I mean, this is just fun, fun episode, guys. We're not we're not really teaching this week. All right. So let's let's talk about Sport Ice. So think Flavor Ice Freezer Pop meets Gatorade in an all natural dye free version for the millennial label pay, conscious mom. People would pay for this kind of advertising, but the reality is. We can't even sell this right now. Like we're definitely not advertising because it's just in its premature phase here. But but I think it's entertaining. So keep going. So yeah. So had an idea of creating a, essentially a Gatorade popsicle without all the bad stuff. It's so good, with guys. With all the good stuff. Oh my gosh, you would love it. And so when you create that from scratch, you got to go find your formula company and you've got to build it and you've got to do all your... Uh, taste testing and we got our kids involved and their friends involved and uh, and so we go through the process and start manufacturing it and then COVID hits and everything's kind of on pause right now and it will pick back up we're confident of that but but you can't yeah. even buy it so right now you're y'all are gonna all email us and be like where can we get it I think the Sport Ice website is up yes it's buysportice.com but yep. if you look for you're product you're gonna want it because it actually is out of how stock. often do I eat it this is not just advertising because we can't even sell it. How often do I eat it? Uh, every night. Every night. Yep. Two popsicles. Yep. Okay. And then then you sell ranches. So again, so much of what we do, it feels like we're we're just running ahead and doing what we're called to do. And then something comes out of the left field that we never would have dreamt. 
and it's perfect and it's utilizing the relationships we have and the visions we have for life. And so one of those things was a good buddy of yours, Lance Autry, that we met through Matt Chandler, our friend that many of you know, and he is a ranch developer. And so then he needed help with money and business and and building that. And so you started helping him. And now that's almost a full-time job. So he's developing ranches, guys. Like this is our crazy world. He has <laughs> he has three companies. I think I have three or four. One's a nonprofit, of course, if gathering theology is a separate company and then books and ministry and all that. So yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, Legends Texas is the ranch development company. And basically there's like three or four counties on the west side of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex that have just beautiful topography and are close enough to the city that they're accessible within a you know an hour and a half. And so this group called Legends Texas was buying these legacy ranch properties, two to 3,000 acres, and carving them up into smaller bite-sized ranchettes or recreational ranches for those of us that couldn't afford <laughs> some huge thousand acre ranch, but felt the need and the desire to get their kids, their family out of the city, off of technology, out in God's creation, and and really slow down, leave the city in your rearview mirror. And so we're creating communities through so Legends fun. Texas. Yeah, it's, it's fun. so fun. And if you know anything about our kids, this this is so fun because this work, and this is what it looks like to follow God sometimes. It isn't always obvious ministry, right? My husband left church ministry and now is in ranch development and building companies and helping other people build companies. And it hasn't looked anything like he would have thought a decade or two ago, but it is still ministry and it's still using the same gifts that he used prior to. And it's building experiences for people to connect with God and to connect with each other. And so anyway, it's just fun to watch him. It's not boring around here. And then we both as entrepreneurs have these four kids that love God so far. Yeah. And they love each other and they love us, which is great. Sounds like I'm bragging, but I think it's kind of important to hear that there are families intact and people that are following God in the next generation. And so far they are. And we're really grateful for that. But the the entertaining part is that they are entrepreneurs too. All four of them already. So we have a 21-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 15-year-old, and a 12-year-old. Every one of them is already moving towards having their own company. I'm not kidding. I'm not even kidding. This is so This weird. is your fault. I was going to say it's your fault. <laughs> I feel like this is a joke. Like there's no way I'm serious because we haven't intentionally done this. But I think we just, the two of us had children. One of them was even adopted and he's going to make more money than all of them because he's 12 years old and already teaching himself to code because he figured out he could build websites and make a lot of money doing that. So, you know, we've got that kid and then we have our 15 year old who has always known she wants to be an interior designer and is looking for an internship right now. We have a 19 year old who just started her photography business. And then we have our son who has, as y'all know, at 14 started a fly fishing company that has just taken off and the summer has fly fishing camps in Dallas. I mean, it's crazy. Our kids are wild and how entrepreneurial they are. So I guess what I want to do is set up this picture of we are crazy people. We are crazy people making a lot of decisions every minute of every day. We're all going in different directions. We're all having to weigh what is of God and what is just our own desire. What is something that we think can build the kingdom and what is something that would be building our own kingdom here? And we're having to ask those kind of questions when we're making decisions all the time. So if there's a one thing you take away from this episode, it will be that we aren't making 
these decisions with, you know, not very many opportunities on the table. We're having to say no to things all the time. We're having to make choices all the time and every day. And we're all wired to run hard and fast. I think another thing to note at this point, we've been married for 24 years. Yeah. And um, there is... 24? Yeah, I think that's right. 1997, you know, is that right? Yes. Okay, we are let's, let's do the 24th math. anniversary is this... Is this Next month. Yes. Well. Yeah. So that I think that's important to note because... Uh, we were we were flailing in those early years of marriage. We didn't have the clarity. We didn't have the understanding of how God had made us early in marriage. And and so a lot of times dreaming conversations, especially with toddlers without sleep. I mean, and you're just trying to figure out how to pay the bills and live together in marriage. Those things, uh, uh, dreaming seems way far off. That's, that's a luxury that I don't get in this season. And so I, on, on one hand, maybe 24 years in, uh, where God has brought us and, and how we're able to process and uh, give language to how he's made us and what we get to do together, hopefully should give hope to those that are, are in the fog. Guys, it is officially summertime, and I don't know about you, but I've been pulling out all my summer dresses and shorts, and I'm excited for a little bit warmer weather down here in Texas. And we want to make sure you know about Rothy's. Have you heard about Rothy's shoes? They're really cool. They are really comfortable with zero break-in period, so you pull them out of the box, and they feel like you've had them for years. What I love about my Rothy's is that I can actually throw them in the washing machine. Yeah, the whole shoe you can throw in the washing machine. It's no surprise that Rothy's best-selling shoe, um, their point in black, has over 3,000 near-perfect reviews because it is such a cute pair of shoes. I love Rothy's because they come in a whole range of styles and colors, and I personally got the really cute tennis shoes and the point shoes in hot pink, and they're perfect for summer dresses and all your outfits that you're going to wear this year. To make Rothy's even better, Rothy's has made over 75 million bottles into these beautiful shoes and handbags, so it's just another major bonus. Both Jenny and I love our point shoes. Jenny got them in camo, I got them in hot pink, and they're the most comfortable, easy to wear shoes you can throw on. So check out all the amazing shoes, bags, and masks available right now at rothys.com slash made for this. That's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com slash made for this. Style and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to rothys.com slash made for this today. And now back to Jenny and Zach. Yeah, those early years, we had to learn this skill. We didn't just wake up in marriage and become a great team. We had to learn what it looked like to work together and to understand each other and to appreciate each other's gifts and strengths and not to be threatened Mm -hmm. by them. And I think the more we go, the more we enjoy and look over side to side. I hope this is true for you. It's definitely true for me that I look over at you and I'm like, oh, I'm just so glad he's with me in this. And I know he has my back because it does feel like a wild ride and adventure, whether that's in parenting a kid that feels like he's going off the rails or whether that's, you know, taking care of something, a problem in ministry or business that feels like it just is all consuming. And so we need each other. And and these aren't small things. When we talk about decisions, it could sound trite, like if we're going to public school or homeschool or, or private school or whatever. And those are big decisions. 
But we're talking about shaping lives. We're talking about how we're going to spend our minutes and how we're going to spend our days. And all of that matters for the kingdom. And you and I feel that way. And I would love for you to even speak to that because you are in business and you left ministry, but you don't feel like you left ministry at all. You feel like, no, I'm just doing the next things God called me to do. Yeah. Uh, As a pastor, I, I, I didn't recognize this because it was my job every day to be studying the scriptures, to be in people's lives. Like that was my job. And then all of a sudden we merge the church and I step out of vocational paid ministry and my Mondays start looking like everybody else's Mondays. And I realize, oh, I don't know how to be a Christian when I'm thrown into the everyday. I, I it was it was eye-opening to me. And all of a sudden I had a competition for my affections of even making money in in a way that that I hadn't had before. And so God has really grown me. I had always valued the business leader in our church because um, Monday through Friday, they are on the front lines of ministry. And so that was, that was always a heartbeat of mine. I just hadn't had to do it and I've gotten to do it. Uh, and I've gotten to see great fruit of, of being a safe place where a pastor might feel unapproachable. I've gotten to be someone that um, is in their industry, or we're talking about doing business together, and we can have those intentional conversations of, of what is going on, what's hard in your life, how can I serve you, how can I pray for you. There's been a different level of credibility with those type of people when I'm all of a sudden a business leader and not a pastor. Mm. On Sunday, I don't even, I haven't told you this, but I was watching you work your way up to, I was sitting in the back row and he was walking up the steps and passing people. And it felt like on every row, he was giving somebody a hug and shaking somebody's hand. My husband is so well-connected. And that's one of the things God's used to help you with all these companies. And he gave you great relationships. And there's a pastoral nature even to the way you lead and the way you do business is just, I'd say of all the companies he's helped with and the businesses he started, you know, very few of them have paid. Now, thankfully, several of them have, (laughs) but the ones that haven't, you don't think it was a waste. You don't think, wow, I shouldn't have gone down that road because we both live really risky lives. We don't do the easy thing. We don't do, you know, we don't take the job with benefits that will be there in 20 years. We take risk. And so talk about how that has still felt worth it to you. Yeah. I would say kind of the last maybe prescribed step for our family was planting the church. And I say prescribed is that we spent years of training, work towards planting and pastoring that church. Uh, when we merged the church, that was that was the dream God gave me. And, he, and there was not a, a dream after that. He just made it abundantly clear that I had led and carried it to the point and was handing off leadership to very capable people and handing off our congregation to a very healthy church. And so that was my uh, finish line for that season of my life. And there was not the the next thing. There was not the prescription in my career. And that has stayed true. That has remained true. We look back over the kind of at the, at the end of, of church leadership and all that he's done. And it really is a step-by-step, moment-by-moment God, what are you putting in front of me? Who are you putting me in front of? Who are the relationships that you're giving me? And what are those opportunities? And many of them, as you said, we we say no to, or many of them we pursue until God shuts a door uh, and we walk away, trusting that he's going to provide for our family along the way. 
if you want to chart it, it would be up and down, yeah. up and down, up and down. Day by day. Day day by day. <laughs> but what, what I tell people is with couples together is that you're making decisions and you may be making risky decisions, but if you're making them together, then whatever happens on the backside of that decision that's right you share that you share in that whether yeah. whether it's a complete disaster or you've, you've we've prayed about it we 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 were in agreement yeah and we can handle the consequences or the carnage right. or the success together because we made it together well and i think that gives you a picture into what i was saying earlier my husband is really humble and my husband is a team player like there's not this sense of he's lording over me and I, I love that that we really are in this life together, and we we do. He weighs my opinion, and I weigh his heavily as I lead. And so, what I want you to hear us saying is that as we talk about these things, these are not black and white decisions, right? We're not talking about the authority of scripture on most of this. It, it really is the stuff that the scripture doesn't speak to. How do we know what to do when there's a right or left decision? When we come to a fork in the road and and God's not verbally speaking and we're trying to decide, do we take this job or this job or do we live here or do we live here or do we, you know, what do we do with this kid that's making bad decisions? So those are the kind of things we want to talk about in this series because those are the things that have tested our faith the most. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be as we talk about these things, there's going to be for many of you things that come to mind that we may not touch on, but I believe the principles mm -hmm. and watching Zach and I, as we process, whatever the decision is, can apply to any part of your life. As we follow God, as we surrender and obey with what we know, He has been faithful to lead us with what we don't. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for this fun conversation with Jenny and Zach. We've got more episodes coming with just the two of them on decision-making, but I wanted to make sure you knew about Zach's ranches. If you go to Legends, Texas, that's L-E-G-E-N-D-S, Texas.com, you can see amazing pictures of these ranches. You guys, they're incredible. So go check that out and we will see you next time for another episode of the Made for This podcast. <laughs>